Northwestern, my opening last week was Northwestern is really good at football. Just why did you, why, why are you going to do me like that? Come on. Welcome back, everybody, to the Center of College Football. I am your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, recording, as always, from the Center of College Football, Lincoln, Nebraska, and almost half of my main games of the week got canceled, so there's not going to be a lot to talk about as far as last week goes. Oklahoma, West Virginia, and um, yeah, that got postponed, and then Cincinnati at Temple, San Jose State at Boise State, and Colorado at USC all got canceled, so that is fun. So we will jump into the six games of the week. Um, first was Friday's Iowa State at Texas. Um, both teams played incredibly well. Um, both quarterbacks threw for almost 300 yards. Ellinger almost. Purdy just barely over. Um, they stuffed Brees Hall. Only got about 91 yards. I mean, still not horrible. Still, actually, it's, it's okay. But less than he's been getting. Um, but I mean, this was a great game. Uh, Texas led for a while. Iowa State kind of stormed back. All in all, this was just a very well-fought game. Both these teams are very, very good. Um, Texas, I think, is on the right track. I think firing Herman is very premature. I think he's a good coach. Um, this team's going to finish 7-3. and three. I mean, they got Kansas State and Kansas, who are a combined 4-13. and 13. So, yeah, um... But, I mean, Iowa State's basically clinched their way into the Big 12. The only way, I think the only way they couldn't is if they lose to West Virginia, Oklahoma wins out, Oklahoma State wins out, and West Virginia wins out, and Texas loses some more games to put West Virginia in the fourth place spot. It's a really complicated process. Next was uh, Notre Dame at North Carolina. Uh, I almost picked this as an upset. I picked it preseason. Granted, I thought North Carolina would be a lot better and Notre Dame worse. I thought this would be a close game. That's that's not true. Um, North Carolina scored uh, 14 points in their first two drives and then only scored um, three points through the rest of the game. They shut down North Carolina, this explosive offense. Um, I mean, just... God. Michael Carter only had 57 yards on the ground. Deami Brown only 84 yards receiving. Granted, he only had four receptions, but, I mean, Ian Book went off. I mean, almost 300 yards, but, I mean, you watch the game. I mean, that underhanded pass was gorgeous. Um, Kyron Williams had a day, two touchdowns, 124. I mean, this Notre Dame team's so good. I mean, everyone's already counting them out as losing to Clemson in the ACC championship. I mean, I think Clemson's going to win, but everyone's already marked that down as a loss for them. I'm not sure. That's going to be one heck of a game. Probably the best ACC championship game we've seen in years. Years. I can't think of the last time we had a really good ACC championship game. Maybe that Clemson-Virginia Tech one a few years back, but I wasn't even alive, or I wasn't even paying attention to college football for that one. So, yeah. Next was probably the game of the week, Oregon at Oregon State. This is easily my proudest pick. This was something I saw coming from preseason. This was something I stuck with, um, and it happened. I mean, if you didn't watch this game, why? Th this was literally the only game in the 6.30 time slot on Friday on any channel. You had no reason. You had no reason to not watch this game. I, I told you, Verdell's not the back he was. He had 36 yards. 36 yards. Yeah. I mean... 
but just this, I mean, Jamar Jefferson, oh my gosh, 226 yards, two touchdowns, my goodness, that that goal line um, punch in by Chance Nolan after Jebby went out, I mean, good gosh, I mean, just, and I honestly think Oregon State will win the rest of their games, they got Utah, they got Stanford. I mean, those are not hard opponents. And frankly, this team may finish second in the North if Oregon loses to Washington, which is a genuine possibility. Indiana at Maryland. This I expected this to be a high-flying, explosive affair with two of the most high-powered offenses in the Big Ten. That didn't happen. Uh, Penix didn't have a good day at all. I mean, this was a bad day for him. 6 for 19, 84 yards. He went down with an injury and is actually out for the season with a torn ACL. Um, Talia had, a, outside of his interceptions, a much better day. 240, one touchdown. He did have three interceptions, though. Indiana's defense carried this team. Um, I mean, as again, they got three interceptions. Um, 38 tackles on the day. Indiana is a good team. Uh, this was a down game. Uh, losing Michael Penix is really going to hurt. Uh, I thought they'd win the rest of their games. I'm not sure they will. Um, Ty Freifogel and Watt Filer are both amazing receivers, but without Penix, it's going to be tough. Next was Coastal Carolina at Texas State. I only picked this game because if Coastal won, they'd clinch the division, and they did. 49-14, this was a beatdown of one of the only teams in the country that was able to string together 12 games. Just, I mean, Coastal Carolina is so good. They're so good. It's insane. It's insane how good this team is. Marable just, you know, running it up. Three touchdowns, 157 yards, just doing his thing. Um, this is, a, you know, McCall didn't have the most yards, but he never does. Um, this is an option team. A, a purely option team and that's just what he does um so i mean this was a great game for them um they have a huge game this weekend actually college game day against liberty um i'm excited for that game that's definitely one of the games of the week tune in if you can and last but not least uh yeah we're at the last game because everything got canceled alabama at auburn i saw the spread <laughs> spread closed at um what was it 24 and a half as a bama fan I, Bama's my second team. Nebraska's my favorite team. Don't yell at me. I have multiple teams. Leave me alone. I did not think they would cover. They covered. They, they covered by a lot. Um, 42-13. The only touchdown scored by Auburn was in the fourth quarter when they took it all their starters. Um, Bo Nix threw two interceptions, as he does. Mac Jones, 300 yards, five touchdowns. Tied for the most in an Iron Bowl. Najee Harris did Najee Harris things. 8.7 yards per carry. One touchdown. Devontae Smith two touchdowns. Mechie had two as well. Billingsley, who I had never heard of, got a touchdown for himself as well. Alabama is the best team in the nation. No one can tell me differently. The closest game they've had was a 15-point win over Ole Miss. Think about that. A couple other games I want to talk about. Northwestern and Michigan State. Northwestern's a fine team. They're okay. Um, this was, I mean, I think there was a big hangover from Wisconsin. Um, the thing is, after canceling Minnesota, they clinched the division, which is just comical. Um, but, I mean, Michigan State really had a day. Um, I mean, I honestly, you look at the numbers, I don't know how they won. I mean, Lombardi didn't have a great day, 11 for 27. That's less than 50% completion. 167, two touchdowns and an interception. 
Um, it was really on the ground where they got it done, 200 yards on the ground almost. Um, and the thing is, just Northwestern offense couldn't keep up. Um, they haven't scored a lot of points the entire year. Ramsey threw two interceptions, um, which definitely hurt them. And Michigan State pulled off a huge upset. I think there were, what, 13, yeah, 13 and a half point underdogs. This was huge for them and a great game for them. Next was Kent State at Buffalo. I almost picked this as my game of the week. Undefeated. I really should have. Um, undefeated matchup. I thought this would be close. Nope. Um, 41 to 70. But I don't care about Buffalo. I care about one Jarrett Patterson. 409 yards on 36 attempts. Eight touchdowns. Eight touchdowns. Eight. Eight of them. Eight. Eight touchdowns. Eight of them. Every time he touched the ball, he got a first down on average. He was eight yards short of the record, of tying the record. That's a bummer. I mean, good gosh. This team, I ranked this team in my top 25. They deserve to be ranked. They're playing super well. The closest game they've had is a 19-point win against Northern Illinois. A 19-point win. And almost half of those points that Northern Illinois scored were in the fourth quarter. So, like, yeah, um, Buffalo's good. They're going to win their conference. They're going to go 7-0. and Deal with it. I, I, don't, I don't know who doesn't like Buffalo, but if you don't, deal with it. Um, as far as eliminated teams go from playoff and conference, only one team got eliminated from the playoffs, that being Oregon. Um, and as far as the conference eliminator goes, there were quite a few uh, in the SEC. Auburn, LSU, and Missouri all got knocked in the ACC. Wake Forest is gone. I missed quite a few in the Big 12. I did some miscalculating. So Baylor, Kansas State, TCU, they're gone. SMU, after they got blown to bits by ECU, they're gone. North Texas is gone out of the Conference USA. Um, Michigan, Michigan State, Wisconsin, and Purdue are out of the um, Big 10. Oregon State, due to Washington winning, they're gone as well as Utah, Arizona State, Arizona, and UCLA. Hawaii, um, due to some cancellations, uh, they've been knocked despite beating an undefeated Nevada, as well as Air Force, Eastern Michigan, Toledo, and NIU are gone, and Coastal Carolina and Cincinnati clinched their divisions. Uh, the only conference that championship that's set right now is Coastal Carolina versus ULL. Notre Dame also clinched their division due to the ACC changing some uh, scheduling rules. Um, if you haven't heard, they basically um, said Miami, Notre Dame, Clemson. You guys are all just playing nine games, so Notre Dame's clinched. If Clemson wins, they will clinch. Um, and Miami, they have to win out and hope Clemson loses. Um, I think I must have done some miscalculating because I had North Carolina and NC State still in, um, but I must have been wrong there. Uh, but we'll get to that. As far as the top 25 goes, uh, I'm going to be reviewing the AP on this show. Um for my college football playoff reviews, go to my Instagram. It's just the center of college football with a underscore between every single word. Um, I do a live reaction to the AP or the college football playoff now. Uh, those will be posted on my channel directly after I react to them, which will be live on Instagram. So give those a look. But looking at the top 25 for the AP, uh, number 25, Liberty. I'm glad they're back. They dismantled UMass. They're 9-1. and one. Glad they're here. Iowa, 24. I still don't like it, but I don't have as much of a problem uh, going 4-2, and two, but they haven't really beaten a great opponent yet. Um, we'll see how they do against Illinois this weekend. 
Washington at 23, 3-0. I like this. They deserve it. Um, they're probably going to win the North. We'll see what happens. Uh, I really just, I got to see how Oregon plays against Cal this weekend. So we'll see. Tulsa at 22 got their game canceled, but they're playing pretty well. I like this spot for them. Um, Oregon at 21. I think they're worse than Washington, but being ranked 9 last week, they're not going to drop all the way down. So, whatever. ULL at 20 after um, ripping Louisiana Monroe to shreds, beating them by 50. 8-1, good spot. Oklahoma State, eh, 19. Barely beat Texas Tech. It's okay, I guess. Wisconsin at 18, 2-1, didn't play whatever they haven't played like any game so just i don't care usc at 17 um i don't know they got a big game against washington state this weekend probably the best opponent they've played yet which is kind of sad i mean good gosh they haven't they haven't played an opponent with a win yet that's that's sad um so we'll see how they do against washington state but, I, don't, I mean, I think they could be a little lower, but we'll see. Northwestern down to 16. Uh, I think this is a solid enough spot. They've played okay up until that Michigan State game. Haven't done enough to get completely knocked. I'm okay with this. Uh, Marshall at 15. Coastal Carolina at 14. Both jumped two spots. I'm, these are good spots. Um, Marshall didn't play, but they've both been playing lockdown, especially on offense. Coastal Carolina's defense is insane. Coastal has a bit of a better resume than Marshall, so I understand this. Oklahoma 13, Iowa State 12. Uh, Oklahoma got their game canceled. Iowa State beat Texas. <clears throat> I'm glad they jumped Oklahoma. They're respecting that head-to-head. -head. I'm good with that. Georgia at 11. This is better than the, uh, the playoffs. 8. Uh, Georgia is playing a lot better since JT Daniels got put in. They got Vanderbilt this weekend. Definitely will get a chance to pump their numbers up a little more. Indiana at 10. Um, yeah. 5-1, only lost to Ohio State. This is a solid enough spot. Miami at 9, I'm glad they're getting respect. This is a team that everyone kind of forgot about after they lost at Clemson. But this is a good team. 7-1, um, and one, I think that they are probably going to go to a New Year's 6 and surprise a lot of people. BYU at 8, yes, give BYU respect, they're good. Uh, college football playoff, you're wrong, they're not 13, they're at least top 10. Cincy at 7, didn't play, but is one of the best teams in the nation deserve to be here uh just purely based off resume uh top six stay the same florida texas a&m clemson ohio state and notre dame alabama um none of them gave any reason to go higher or lower so i respect these spots florida's knocking on the door of texas a&m spot as they um as they continue to win games in dominant fashion and texas a&m uh on paper, didn't beat LSU by that much. On paper, on paper, they blew LSU out twenty to seven. On paper, it doesn't look like it was a lot, but it, they 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 killed them. So that is the AP top twenty-five. Moving on to this upcoming week, top ten games I have picked. Um, Northwestern at Minnesota was one, but that got canceled, which makes me sad. So with that, we'll go ahead and jump into the games that are actually happening this week uh first is washington at usc this is a huge upset alert i think uh washington state's been playing a lot better than i thought they would this team i thought would finish one and five i thought they'd beat cal and that was it um usc's been playing a little subpar um yes they're three and oh but they haven't 
really been impressive. Um, that Utah win's not looking great. Utah hasn't looked good at all. Um, and the big thing about um, Washington State is they're running the ball and pretty well. I mean, you know, it's nothing amazing, but it's it's okay. I mean, they're 65th in the nation in rushing. Um, you know, USC, I think, is still the best team in the Pac-12, frankly, besides maybe Washington. I don't know how I feel about Washington yet. Um, I think this is going to be a fun matchup. I think it's going to come down to the wire. I got to roll with USC here, but there is a small chance for an upset. Texas A&M at Auburn. Texas A&M, um, I think, is a much more down-to-earth team, in my opinion. Um, they kind of just do what they need to do and just get it done. Um, so I don't think the playoff hype is going to get to them. Auburn has looked um, inconsistent at best, bad at worst. Um, the the thing is, that's going to be tough, is they are 5-0 um, and at home and a grand total of one and three on the road and they should have lost Ole Miss but okay um or I'm sorry they're four and oh at home misspoke um Bonix is putting up yards but he's also putting up interceptions 1800 yards but 10 touchdowns seven interceptions he didn't really have a good game against uh Auburn or Bama last week Texas A&M has been looking really good um LSU, yes, it looked close but if you watch the game it wasn't and LSU I think is much better than they were at the beginning of the year they're not good but they're better. Granted, anything is better to losing to Mississippi State. So congratulations. You are on an exclusive list with you and Vanderbilt. I'm getting off topic. Texas A&M, I think, is just playing very similar to Georgia last year. Run the ball, play good defense. That's that. Get done what you need to get done. And I think they have to win this game. You know, they have to win this game to have a shot at the West. So give me Texas A&M here. Next is Liberty at Coastal Carolina. This is a game that may not happen. There's um, a lot of problems going on at Liberty. Uh, if Liberty can't play, there's great talks that BYU is going to replace them. Um, this was a game I went back and forth on. They were combined 18-1. and Liberty's only loss is a one-point loss to NC State. Who, NC State's really good. They're one of the most underrated teams this year, 7-3. They're a solid team. Um, I went back and forth on this. Both quarterbacks are amazing. While McCall has less yards, this is also a very option-heavy team. Liberty rushes the ball very, very well. Um, and I, I went back and forth on it. But in the end, I had to roll with Liberty um, for a couple reasons. First, um, out of the three defensive rankings for Coastal Carolina, overall passing and rushing... Their rushing is the worst. They're top 15 in overall and passing defense, but only 44th in rushing. And Liberty's putting up numbers on the ground. <laughs> 252 per game. Malik Willis has got 800 yards on the year on the ground. Um, and the second big thing was this is Liberty's last game. As it stands, they could schedule something else. Um, you know, the 12th and the 19th are still open. But as it stands, this is their last game. And they don't got anything to look ahead to while Coastal Carolina's still got a decent Troy team as well as the Sun Belt Championship game. I think Liberty is going to go on the road here, get a huge program win, knock off an undefeated Coastal, and just jump back into the top 25. I think this is going to be a great game. Uh, 1 o'clock on ESPNU. I know I don't usually talk about channels and stuff, but I think this is a very interesting game that you guys should turn on. Next is Tulsa and Navy. I hope they get a play because Tulsa and Navy have not been good with COVID this year. 
um, a lot of postponements for both these teams. This is important because um, if Tulsa wins, I believe from my calculations, they basically clinch the division or clinch a spot. Um, there's a couple things that need to happen. Um, they also need Memphis to lose as well, which is going to be a lot tougher considering, I mean, Memphis is Memphis and they're playing Tulane. So, um, but this is a big game, especially if, you know, they need to stay in um, for this championship game. I think it's going to be a fun game. So give me Tulsa here. Ohio State of Michigan State. There was a um, comment I saw last week on an Instagram post that said Michigan State really only shows up to games to expose other teams. And I don't think that could be more accurate. This team is 0-2 against unranked teams and 2-1 against top 25 or top 15. You know, there have been a couple teams like this that have just shown up to uh, just expose teams and lost in bad games. You know, South Carolina was kind of like that last year, beating a very good Kentucky team and a very good Georgia team. Um, Purdue was kind of that team two years ago, beating Ohio State, beating, I think, a ranked Iowa team. Um, this game is going to be a lot closer than 21.5, which is the spread. No, I'm sorry, 23.5 got closer. Um Ohio State's had a small layoff. They didn't get to play their game against Illinois. Haven't gotten into a rhythm. Had two of their last three games canceled. Haven't played two straight since Penn State and then Rutgers. And Michigan State's coming off a huge win over number eight Northwestern. And they're going to try to knock off another team, another undefeated team. Ohio State is not the team we expected. Their secondary is not there. Fields is not as good as he was last year. He's already thrown as many interceptions as he did last year in four games as compared to 14. Give me Ohio State here, but this is going to come down to the wire. Oklahoma State at TCU. Uh, this, look, I know as it's gotten closer to the end of the year, I've picked games that are more playoff and conference heavy as far as implications go. Not fun games. This is going to be a fun game. I mean, this is an upset I picked from go. Um, TCU is a little bit worse than I initially thought. Um I think I said they'd be four and three, no, five and three at this point, give or take. Um, but I think they're getting better while Oklahoma State's getting worse. They had no right to jump eight spots after barely beating Texas Tech. I mean, this team has, this team looked very, very good for three weeks. Um, they didn't look good against Tulsa. They looked very good against West Virginia, Kansas, and Iowa State. And then they kind of stopped trying. They lost to Texas in overtime. Barely beat Kansas State, which Kansas State's not good anymore. Got blown to bits by Oklahoma. And the top defense in the Big 12 supposedly led up 44 points to Techie Tech. TCU, on the other hand, while their schedule has been getting substantially easier as compared to the beginning of the year, they've looked better. Uh, that same Texas Tech team, um, they beat by 16 couple weeks ago um they put up 59 on kansas's head that west virginia game wasn't very good but i mean this team i think is solid they're at home which i know doesn't mean much but this team's basically like look we got we got nothing to lose um this is their last big 12 game they got louisiana tech that just got scheduled i just noticed that uh for next week but oklahoma state is basically out of the championship race i think tcu gets them here West Virginia at Iowa State. This is kind of the opposite energy um, as the Oklahoma State game. Iowa State is looking amazing. They're 7-2. and two. 
They have not lost since a three-point loss to Oklahoma State. They've looked really amazing since week three of Big 12 play. They didn't look great against TCU, but they went off against Oklahoma. They looked pretty solid against Texas. They looked amazing against Kansas State. This is a good team. Everyone's hyping them up. They're number nine in the nation. That's going to get to their heads. West Virginia is the most underrated team this year. Nobody's talking about them. I, I could say Coastal's the most underrated or, or BYU, but that's more of the playoff committee. Nobody's talking about West Virginia. Nobody. West Virginia and NC State. This team is 5-3. and three. Their losses come to Oklahoma State at their peak of Oklahoma State season, Texas at the peak of Texas this season, and Texas Tech—okay, that's a bit of a bad loss, but they, they blew Kansas State to bits, who was 16 in the nation at the time. They routed TCU— and I think that they're going to get a pretty big upset here against Iowa State. The odds makers, I think, know it. I mean, the number nine team in the nation is only a six and a half point favorite over an unranked team. Come on now. Give me West Virginia here. Houston at SMU. This is going to be a shootout for the ages. My goodness. Um, this would be a lot more fun if SMU didn't get just shredded by East Carolina 52 to 38 except it was really like 45 to seven and a half so that's fun Houston hasn't really been able to get off the ground get much consistency um but I think they're a lot better than the record okay see the record three and three right their losses come to an undefeated Cincinnati an undefeated BYU and a high-flying offense that is UCF I think they're they're three losses have a combined three losses. All of them come from UCF. This is a really good Houston team, better than people are um, giving them credit for. And, you know, Houston was abysmal last year, and SMU was amazing, and Houston almost beat them. So I, I have to go with Houston here. This was an emotional loss, I think, for SMU, and I think Houston's going to get a big win here over their Texas rival. Indiana at Wisconsin. I initially picked Indiana to win. I was surprised the spread was as big as it was. And I was like, no, there's no way Indiana's going to win this. Then Michael Penix went out with a torn ACL. I'm not saying that Michael Penix is this entire team because he's not. The defense is pretty solid for Indiana. Ty Freifogel and Wap Filer are both amazing receivers. I'm just saying in the first game without your star quarterback... It's going to be tough, and Wisconsin's a good team. They're not as good as they have been. They've struggled to get off the ground. I'm not even sure if this game's going to happen because Wisconsin has had two wins, one loss, and three cancellations, so that's fun for them. Um, but I think Wisconsin is going to get a good win here over a top 15 Indiana, um, and it's, it, I, I, I'm not saying Indiana's not going to be competitive. I think this is going to be a fun game. They're uh, Wisconsin's gotten a lot better at passing the ball than they haven't in the past. Um, so give me Wisconsin here close. UCLA at Arizona State. Um, this was a game preseason, despite the fact I thought Arizona State was going to be amazing, almost picked um, UCLA to win. And UCLA has looked a lot better than they did in that first week. Um, you know, they lost to Colorado. That made them look bad. But then, oh, Colorado's 3-0 now. Uh, they beat Cal 34-10. Barely lost to Oregon. 
by three points uh, and then put the beat down on uh, Arizona. Arizona State, on the other hand, let a huge lead slip to USC and then got three consecutive cancellations, um, knocking them from Pac-12 contention. UCLA is technically still in the Pac-12 South race. Arizona State's not. Um, Arizona State's had a big layover. Uh, I think UCLA is playing very well. Um, you know, Demetrius Felton's got 537 on the ground so far. They're they're doing very well, I think. Um, they're top 15 in rushing. Give me UCLA here in a very fun late-night game. Um, moving on to my upset alerts. Uh, first is Florida at Tennessee, 16.5-point favorite. Um, this was a game that I picked Tennessee to win preseason, um, and I, according to my preseason picks... I know I went back on one of them, but according to my preseason picks, I have not picked a Florida game wrong. The thing is, though, Tennessee is 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 not good at all this year. I think I said they'd be five and three, four and or five and two, four and three, somewhere like that. At this point, they're two and five. They haven't won since they beat Missouri in October. I gotta roll with Florida. Um, you know, it, it may be tough. Um, I think this is going to be a hard-fought game by Tennessee. But give me, I mean, I, I think Florida will win. But just just watch out. Um, Tennessee's got a real shot here. Washington at USC, I already talked about. USC is kind of down, um, not as good as we thought. Um, Washington State's better. Uh, same deal with Ohio State and Michigan State. Michigan State kind of just shows up to expose teams and it's kind of funny to watch um we'll see what happens there with that game stanford at washington another big game i want to talk about washington is very good this year that is true but they haven't played a lot of great games they have oregon state arizona utah i think their opponents are combined two and seven and they barely beat oregon state i think they're enough to be a top 25 team uh, Stanford, on the other hand, they played two of the top four teams in the Pac-12 and lost to them, um, and they beat Cal. Stanford's kind of always had Washington's number. You know, Washington was okay last year, and Stanford was abysmal, and Stanford still beat them, 10-point uh, underdog. So Stanford definitely has a shot here. Finally, on upset alerts is Iowa at Illinois. Iowa has looked okay. They, they've looked fine, but the thing is they haven't beaten the best opponents by any standards um their best win comes against two and three michigan state probably um and they almost lost to nebraska last week the same nebraska team that illinois put the beat down on uh illinois yes is two and three but i think they're a lot better than people let on um it's not that they beat nebraska it's how they beat nebraska um and I think Illinois has a genuine shot here. 11.5 point underdog. Be careful, Iowa. Um, moving on to my conference eliminator games. Um, there's quite a few with cancellations. Some may get messed up. So if I'm wrong, just cut me some slack. Um, in the SEC, if Florida wins or Georgia loses, Florida will clinch the division. Uh, same deal with Alabama. If they win or Texas A&M loses, they'll clinch. Uh, in the ACC, due to some strange um, new rules, 
Uh, Notre Dame has clinched the division or clinched a spot. There's no divisions this year. But if Clemson wins or Miami loses, um, Clemson will clinch the um, final spot. And if Miami loses, they're just straight up gone. Um, in the Big 12, if West Virginia loses and Oklahoma State wins, West Virginia will be gone. If Texas loses and Oklahoma wins, Texas will be gone. Uh, if Oklahoma State loses and Oklahoma wins, Oklahoma State will be gone. And if Iowa State wins, they will clinch it. I know a lot of people think they've officially clinched it. There's one like really, really specific scenario that can make it so they don't. So it's it's complicated. Um, in the Pac-12, if Stanford loses, they're gone. If Washington wins or Cal loses, Cal will be gone, and if Washington or if Oregon wins or Washington State loses, they're gone. Uh, the Big Ten, if Ohio State wins or Indiana loses, Indiana will be gone. I just want to preface with everything that's going on with Ohio State, all of these are pending no cancellations. Because even if Ohio State wins and Indiana loses and then Ohio State gets the game canceled against Michigan next week, Indiana would go. These are all pending no cancellations, so bear that in mind. If Northwestern wins, they'll clinch the division. Um, and if Iowa loses or Minnesota loses or Illinois loses, for that matter, uh, they'll all be gone. And then moving on to the um, group of five conferences, if Tulsa w in the American, if Tulsa wins or Houston loses, Houston's knocked. If Navy loses, they're knocked. And if Tulsa wins and Memphis loses, they're gone. Uh, and the MAC, Buffalo winning would clinch them to the division. And if Kent State and Miami lose, they'll both be gone. If Western Michigan and Ball State, Western Michigan wins and Ball State loses, Ball State's knocked. And if Western Michigan wins or Central Michigan loses, they will be gone as well. Conference USA, if Marshall wins uh, or FIU loses, FIU will be gone. If Rice loses, if Louisiana Tech loses, they'll be gone as well. And then in the Mountain West, um, these got messed up a little bit because of Boise State, but if Colorado State loses or San Jose State wins, Colorado State's gone. If San, this is, um, if Wyoming loses or San Jose State and Nevada win, Wyoming will be gone. I'm not sure if that makes sense. So they, if like San Jose State wins and Nevada loses and Wyoming loses, I think Wyoming's still in. If San Diego State loses and Nevada wins, San Diego State will be gone. Um, as for the Sun Belt, as we've already discussed, that championship match is set. Coastal Carolina versus um, Louisiana Lafayette. Now, moving on to my game day predictions for Week 15. Um, coming in at number three, there's actually quite a few good matchups here this upcoming, uh, or this next weekend. Coming in at number three, North Carolina at Miami. This is just going to be a fun matchup, especially if uh, Clemson loses. Um, this could just be a all-around fun game. Uh, probably going to be a top 25 matchup. Could be good for TV views. Number two, Cincinnati at Tulsa. This is probably going to be a preview of the American Championship the week before the American Championship. This is going to be a great game. I know it's probably going to be the um, game day pick is the de facto Pac-12 North Championship, Washington at Oregon. There's no reason they shouldn't pick this game. They haven't gone to a Pac-12 game this year. This is going to be probably the best pick for the week. So yeah, those are my picks for this upcoming week. Hopefully they're as good as last week. I think last week was my best week ever. Hit about 80%. 
So yeah, um, with that, I'm your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, recording as always from the Center of College Football, signing out.